Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hunt, in for Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, so we get right to the KJZ Mock Draft. We'll do 17 through 20. Again, we go through various talents that we have, hosts, reporters, whatnot, in every market. Pick 17 through 20, we will do. Mel Kuyper Jr. will be joining us as well to analyze these picks as we go through them. Yeah, Mel. So let's begin with pick number 17. we got Jason Fitz. With the 17th pick in the 2021 KGNZ Mock Draft, my beloved Las Vegas Raiders select safety Trayvon Merring, TCU. Yeah, I don't know about this pick, Mel. I think they do need some help on the defensive side of the ball, but they also need help on the offensive line. I'm looking at a guy named Taven Jenkins of Oklahoma State, big left tackle that can fill in there, can play guard as well as a tackle position. We know that they've struggled in the secondary over the last several picks, Mel, but I think they need to go offensive line here. Yeah, they could. They obviously revamped the offensive line. Uh, key uh, Colton Miller back at left tackle, and everybody else is going to be pretty new. Tevin Jenkins is a heck of a right tackle. I would have no issue if they took him at this point. Trayvon Merrick, arguably the one of the best defensive players in this draft. 2019 season for him was phenomenal. You have to kind of overlook 2020 with a lot of players who maybe didn't play as well as they did the previous year. Linebacker, a big knee, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame and Jamin Davis from Kentucky would have to be at least disgust. Uh, and, of course, I think you guys still have a Jalen Waddle and a Quiddy Pay. They need a pass rusher. Can't just be Max Crosby and Quiddy Pay from Michigan is still on the board, I believe, at this point. All right. Well, Jason Fitz, who, of course, you can hear on Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, he did explain why he made that choice. Hear me out. The Raiders have a habit under Mayock and Gruden of drafting a position of need. We all know that this team needs to come away with a starter at tackle and a starter at safety. The tackles are all off the board that are of value at this point. So there's not that much difference between the tackle they could get there versus the tackle they could get in the second round compared to the difference in value of a safety. The safeties drop off quickly. It's not as deep. That's why I think the team goes that direction. And by the way, the the Raiders helmet for her effect for those watching on TV. All right, we continue with the KJZ mock draft. We move on now to Amber Wilson of ESPN Radio and 790 The Ticket. With the 18th pick in the 2021 KJZ mock draft, the Miami Dolphins select Pay, Edge, Michigan. You know, I think when you look at where they're at right now, if somehow they can get to Kyle Pitts in this position, I think it gives to another weapon to go along with Fuller as well as Parker at the receiver position. They've got to start to build around this young wide receiver. I think from a defensive standpoint, uh, this young quarterback from a defensive standpoint, I think when you look at them, they're pretty solid and sound on the defensive side of the ball. I know they lost some guys in free agency, but they can get defensive players later on in the draft. I think if Kyle Pitts is sitting there, they got to grab him. Yeah, I'm with you as far as I think when you look at what this particular pick, Jalen Phillips from Miami, formerly of UCLA, is the best pass rusher, I believe, in this draft. If he can stay healthy, then you get yourself a steal at this point. Normally, a Jalen Phillips is going in the top 10. I have him slightly ahead of right now my final rankings of Quiddy Pay, and I'm going to be really interested to see who drafts Jalen Phillips. Pay, kind of a little safer pick. You know what you're getting? I think the upside of Phillips, he could be a 10, 12, 14, a sack a year guy if he stays on the field for a full season. 
Do the concussions weigh in in this situation? We know early on at UCLA, Mel, he played, but he had a mm-hmm. concussion issue. He's retired slightly for a short period of time there before transferring to the University of Miami. Is there medical issues going to weigh in? Yes, I think that's the, the reason why a quitty pay uh, key could go here over a Jalen Phillips. I think Indianapolis uh, would be a team that could look at him. Anybody, obviously, pass rushers, you never have enough of those those guys. And I think the Raiders are a team as well. You think about a true Raider player, Trayvon Merrick, a safety, or do you think of Jalen Phillips when all you have is Max Crosby? I brought up a quitty pay there. So pay and Phillips are looking at the Raiders, looking at both of them when they're up. I think it's going to be hard for John Gruden and Mike Mayock after having Gruden scream at me. You got to finish games. You finish them with sacks. You got to have pass rushers. And right now, Cleveland Farrell still trying to figure out how to be a finisher and get those sacks. And it's all on Max Crosby. If Pay and Phillips are there, I would think the Raiders will be hard pressed to pass them up. All right. The next pick is in on the KJZ mock draft. John Keim, ESPN, Washington reporter. With the 19th pick in the 2021 KJZ Mock Draft, the Washington football team selects Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I think this is a great pickup for them, but I think they need to start to look toward the future at the quarterback position. Their defense is set. They've got to get a guy in there because Ryan Fitzpatrick is a stop gap guy. He's just there to bridge for a minute. Nothing special. You go and you try to figure out how to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields, depending on who's available at that point in time. Maybe you look at Kyle Trask at the quarterback spot, but I think they need to address the quarterback position in the Ron Rivera era. Yeah, what you hear, Key, is that Washington could move up to get Trey Lance, and they would obviously have to get into that top 10 to do it. Uh, If they're picking here and Jalen Waddell is on the board, I'm taking Jalen Waddell. I think he's one of the five, six best players in this draft. I think so. Well, you brought in Curtis Samuel, Ron Rivera did. You have a guy like Terry McLaurin. Uh, Now you get a guy like Jalen Waddell, who's also a phenomenal punt returner. I'm not passing up, despite bringing in Samuel and having McLaurin. Antonio Gibson, a nice pick last year at running back coming out of Memphis. I'm not passing up Jalen Waddell. You need three guys. He would be a tremendous guy catching the football from Fitzpatrick, whoever becomes the quarterback, and certainly, like I say, on special teams in the return game, going to set you up in good field position and maybe take a couple to the house in the punt return game. Jalen Waddell, way, way, way too good to pass up this late in the first round. All right, just to remind everybody, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 to ask your questions of Mel Kuyper Jr. about the draft. That'll be coming up once we are finished. We have one more pick to go. And that pick is in, number 20, KJZ Mock Draft. David Kaplan, ESPN 1000. With the 20th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Greg Newsom II, cornerback, the Northwestern University. You know, I, I they picked. They picked Jalen Johnson out of Utah at the cornerback spot a year ago. He's been in and out of lineup, banged up. I know they wanted to look at moving him potentially in the offseason, but he's a young corner. At this spot, for me, they've got to address the quarterback spot, much like the Washington football team. If you can somehow move up, or if you don't move up, is there a reach for a guy like Davis Mills where you move down and select him at the bottom of the first round? Is there something like that in the wheelhouse for the Washington football team, Mel? I don't think so, Key. I think that Davis Mills, to me, is a second-round pick at best. I like him, but I don't like him in the first round. And I'm just amazed. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know why everybody's passing on Jalen Waddle. Are you kidding me? you got Andy Dalton with Chicago Bears quarterback. What's Andy Dalton need? He needs help. 
Okay, he needs help around him. A lot of players and playmakers. Uh, and Jalen Waddle is there for both Washington and Chicago, and they're passing him up for defensive players that are good. Newsom's a good player, but he's had some durability issues at Northwestern. Uh, I like him, but I like Jalen Waddle a lot better. When you're talking about a guy top six on the big board, and you're sitting there now with the with, with the 20th pick, and you need weapons for Andy Dalton, and you pass up Jalen Waddle. This is the most, I think, I would say if I'm going to criticize a pick, I'm criticizing heavily Washington and Chicago passing up, especially Chicago more so than Washington. Tremendously critical of Chicago not taking Jalen Waddle. Well, I think you would probably say that in particular too, Mel, because when you have a guy like Nagy coming over from Kansas City who has some familiarity with Tyreek Hill, who people are comparing him to, you would say Jalen Waddle possibly could fit into that Tyreek Hill role for the Chicago Bears, but there is no Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback spot for him. So, well, yeah. yeah. And Key, they got to win. Now, let's face it, Nagy and Pace, they got to win. If you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, he needs help. He needs weapons to make things happen and score points. And Waddle can do that. And it also gets you better field position and maybe steal a touchdown on special teams in the punt return game. Uh, you got to get impact players. If you got to win this year, impact players to help Andy Dalton. A young quarterback is not going to, Davis Mills isn't going to be the starter this year. He's not helping, you know, Nagy and Pace win games and maintain their positions. Jalen Waddle could be super beneficial to a guy like Andy Dalton. And like I said, if you're looking at this mock draft, say who is the one player that will not be there and should not be there this late in the first round? It is Jalen Waddle. His grade to me is right there with Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase. So uh, that would be a shocker if he slides. It's happened before. It could happen again. That would shock me if he's still on the board this late. Let me ask you this, Mel, before we move on. His size, does a guy like Tavon Austin kind of make people move away this early in the draft for a guy like a Jalen Wilder who's explosive? But Tavon Austin was explosive as well, and the NFL didn't get much out of him. Yeah, he was forced up as a guy. You didn't, you know, and I watched Tavon play high school football uh, here in the Maryland area, Baltimore area. I, I think when you look at Waddle, Waddle is better. Boston was kind of a reach when he went there. wasn't expected to go quite that high. He had that great 40 time and all that versatility. But Waddle is a guy who was outproducing Devontae Smith in terms of coast-to-coast plays before he got hurt on October 24th on that kick return opening the game against Tennessee. And he comes back and plays in a championship game and, and contributes with three catches, one on third down, the return turn skills. This guy is a touchdown key waiting to happen. And he is super competitive. And if Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase are going in the top 10, why in the world would Waddle drop into that 2021 area? Now, I think there's no fear of Waddle. I think to me, uh, he's going to go. As long as the medical with the ankle, it looks like everything's going to be okay with that, you know, coming back from that fractured ankle. Of course, he did limp around, but he played. And that speaks to how much of a football player, that baller he is. He wanted to be out there, and he did, and he did contribute. So, like I said, I love steals. I love guys that are that, that pick that you say, wow, they got a top five, top six guy in the 20s. This would be the spot where I would be saying that about Jalen Waddle. Mel, I agree with you on Waddle. Let me ask you about the Washington football team for one second. You said before, mm-hmm. if they do sure. not decide to trade up for Trey Lance, if you were the Washington football team, would you trade up for Trey Lance? Is he the missing link for your team? I don't missing. I think he's the developmental quarterback Jay, that they need. Uh, you have Fitzpatrick. You know, you you have other Heineke. You got other options there to kind of 
you know, be the bridge to get to Trey. Trey needs some time. And we, they say, well, you say that about every quarterback. Well, not a one double-A quarterback who's 20 years of age with only 17 starts, only one start this past year, who also had five, six games where he was under 57% in his career. So he needs to work on the accuracy, the mechanics of the position, and obviously adjust to big-time football. He's never played anything but one double-A competition. So for me, it would be a good spot uh, with Washington, uh, with the weapons that they have now around the quarterback, uh, and they'll add some in this draft. I think uh, that would be a good spot for him. But you got to move up. you got to go from 20 probably up into that top 10, and that's where Denver sits at 9. Is Denver going to allow somebody to get to that, uh, ahead of them to get Trey Lance? Is New England not going to be aggressive and go up and get Trey Lance or Justin Field? So I think it's going to be really fascinating. I think like I said, in my 43 years, guys, I have never ever covered a draft this mysterious, this intriguing, and this entertaining and fascinating. It's going to be fun to see what these teams do and that feeding frenzy for those five top quarterbacks. And there's so many questions, and we have them for you, Mel, but also our callers, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, KJZ, ESPN Radio, Mel Kuyper Jr. joining us now, and we will get your calls for Mel right now. We go first to Texas and Ethan on the Cowboys. Go, Ethan. Hey, good morning, you guys. Mel, can't have, like, speeches and be talking to you guys. And, uh, Key, my condolences, my man. Prayers up to you. Appreciate it. Um, I'm a major Cowboys fan. My dad and I – my dad raised me to be a Cowboys fan. He thinks we should go Patrick Sertain. I am, like, intrigued, and I love Trayvon Morig from TCU. Would that be too high of a pick to pick him up, or should we go back to go get him? That's a good question. Trayvon Merrick, some think, is the best defensive player in this draft. I have him down just a little bit from that in the 20s. So based on rating, where they're picking a 10 would be a little high for me, a little rich for the safety. I would go corner, uh, but I wouldn't even move down because I think Horn, J.C. Horn, South Carolina, and Patrick Sertan a second. Caleb Farley, if the medical was okay with the second back surgery, he would be right in there as well, Greg Newsom the second. So if I, would, I would think about moving down if I'm stuck at 10. I would look at J.C. Horn. He's my highest rated cornerback right now, but it seems like all indications, all intel points to Patrick Sertan the second being the pick of the Cowboys. All right, we stay in Texas. To Fort Worth we go to Sean. Go ahead, Sean, with Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, how you how you doing, fellas? Right. Um, I was calling because I wanted to know about uh, the Atlanta Brown trade. Do you think we could have got more out of that trade as far as the Ravens concerned? And if we stay at 27 and 31, do you think we package that to go up? Or do we stay there and we just pick best player available for us? Good question. I, first, I like the trade because you get a, essentially, if you, you have X off picks that kind of negate one another, it's a one and a four. And that's a good move for the Ravens. Uh, think about Ronnie Stanley coming back to be the left tackle. Could sign Villanueva from the Steelers uh, to be that right tackle. But I think when you look at the late first round, the receiver, if you want a bigger receiver, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall Jr. maybe slips into the second now with the, the injury question. Pass rusher, Jason Oway, Penn State. Is Jalen Phillips going to be there? I think pass rusher, wide receiver, interior offensive line, safety are areas that they'll look to hit, maybe a tight end down the road. But I do think this for the Ravens, guys. I think one of those two, they move out of the first round and pick up some extra draft choices. Eric DaCosta always likes to do that. All right, 888-ESPN. We go back to the calls. Now we're in Syracuse, New York, with Tim. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, big Buffalo Bills fan here. I'm wondering, do the Bills uh, stay where they're at, or do they move up into, like, the early 20s, or do they drop back into the early second round and pick up some extra picks? 
Well, Tim, I think running back has to be, and I'm not an advocate of taking a running back in the first round, but when you think about Josh Allen, he's got to do it all. He's got to be Superman out there, and he needs a little help. Now, you have Moss, you have, obviously, Singletary, but if you think you got a more complete back in a Najee Harris, uh, if you look at a Javante Williams from North Carolina, uh, would you go that route or pass rush or corner? So uh, it depends upon how the, how the players drop to them, but I do think for Pittsburgh and Buffalo, Two teams that need a complete running back. It'll be interesting to see if they do take a back in round one. Yeah, I think when you look at Buffalo in particular, Najee Harris sits right there for him. You got Josh Allen. We know Najee. You can detach him from the line of scrimmage and match him up out there, essentially, Mm -hmm. and play him as a third or fourth wide receiver in your passing game. And then when you think about Travis Etienne, maybe you can get him in the second round if you decide to move back, and then you're sitting in a spot where he falls right to you. Let's continue in New York with Corey on the Bengals. Corey? Hey, guys. I'm not a Bengals fan, but I had a question for you, Mel. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're the Bengals, I know you need the linemen to to protect Burrow, but if you have Burrow back there wanting Chase, the, his ex-teammate, who do you decide and who do you get? Corey, that's a tough call. That's the rough call there. But that's, that's a good decision to have to make between two really good players. Duke Tobin's going to make that decision. I think you look at, at Penne Sewell, they would play him at guard as a rookie if they did take him. You have Riley Reef at right tackle. You have Jonah Williams at left tackle. If you take Chase, you get the guy who can be the vertical threat. You have Boyd. You have Higgins. Shorter intermediate. Now you got the guy you can go deep with. Now, if you think you can get that tackle or that guard in the second round, and you can, there are some options there. James Hudson the third from Cincinnati, I think is a solid second-round pick as a guy who can be a left tackle. And there's a plenty of guards in this draft. So if they feel good about that spot, then they take Chase. If they feel like, hey, Sewell is too good to pass up, or even a Slater from Northwestern, then you take them. So it's kind of a good spot to be in because those two players, Sewell and Chase, are ranked that high, and they both feel positional need areas. You can't go wrong, I don't think, with either one. All right, we continue with the calls for Mel Kuyper Jr., 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's go to Canada. And Rick. Hey, gentlemen. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's good to hear you. Good morning. Got a question concerning the Browns. So while it's a luxury to have Jarvis Landry and, and uh, Odell coming back, you have to look at the future because you're going to have to sign Baker. You want to sign Chubb. You want to sign Denzel Ward. Do you start to look at maybe picking up a wide receiver somewhere in the draft and maybe do it early? Or do you think maybe just kind of hang back and kind of see what you get? Thanks, guys. Take care. Good question. I, I think uh, you, know, you think about a lot of receivers in round two, and that's a deep position in this draft, but I think a linebacker, Zayvon Collins, who's so versatile. Uh, if Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame were there, Jamin Davis, Kentucky, uh, who was all over the field for the Wildcats, making plays, intercepting passes, uh, I think the second line of defense, that linebacking core, could be upgraded, and you wait, and you benefit from probably, I had 14 receivers projected to go in the first two rounds, so uh, you can find wide receivers in this draft beyond round one brian is in florida has a question about the eagles mel hey mel i got a question what available for the eagles or the best defensive corner where are you going well it's uh, we talked about the bengals having an option the eagles at 12 jalen waddle Devontae smith both alabama crimson tide star players you think one of those two could be there i do and then you think about J.C. Horn. If Sertan goes, Patrick Sertan a second goes to Dallas, J.C. Horn would be there at 12. Okay, So you're looking at the corner, 
uh, who was an outstanding player, and you're looking at the receiver who is dynamic. And they took Jalen Rager last year over Justin Jefferson. Didn't work out too good. Rager needs to be a lot better this year. But if you can get that receiver to help out Jalen Hurts and reunite him with a former teammate, you probably go, I would have the highest rated player on my board of those guys would be Smith. Waddle, then Horn. So I would take the receiver if they were all staring you in the face. And, or if one of those receivers and Horn were there, I'd take the receiver over J.C. Horn because the second deepest position in this draft to wide receiver is cornerback. All right, we have Anthony in Memphis on the Niners. Am- Anthony. Uh, hey, I, I had, had a question about a, 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 a third-round pick for the, for the Niners. Why, why do you think Mac Jones is more accomplished than Justin Fields? Because Justin Fields played against Right, right. The Big Ten for more uh, for for a couple of seasons, and and uh, Mac Jones only had one year at Alabama. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Justin Fields guy. I have him as my second highest rated player, but you're talking about where a player is going to be in a mock draft or where he will actually go. It looks like it's been trending all along to Mac Jones or Trey Lance, not Justin Fields for the 49ers. That's a decision Kyle Shanahan will have to make. I like Fields a lot. I have him as the second highest rated quarterback in this draft. I think he's going to be the fifth quarterback taken. He's going to go somewhere in the top 10. Uh, it's probably going to be somebody trading up to get him. And like we've said all along, and I've been saying this for a couple months, the sliding quarterback, the the quarterback that has to wait a little bit, historically, has done really well in the NFL. All right, Mel, before we let you go, though, we had Diana Rossini on with us earlier in the show, and, you know, everybody yeah. believes, right, at number three, it's going to be Mac Jones. That's just the feeling everybody's had all along, and Diana told us that, you know, that they, they had it locked in, although they're not telling anybody anything. But she's reporting that the Niners remain undecided uh, as to who will be their pick. They continue to do their work on the quarterbacks. That's what sources are telling her. Uh, she said that, that Lynch and Shanahan are keeping all the information to themselves, but made it clear that no quarterback has been chosen. Do you still feel like that's going to be up in the air? I think they know who the guy is. I think they know who it is. Uh, you, know, you move up from 12 to 3, and you're targeting a certain quarterback or two. And if they still have to figure it out, keep in mind, when the Chargers drafted Eli Manning, they ended up with Phillip Rivers. Last year, Tom Telesco for the Chargers had said, hey, we're satisfied with any one of the three that drops us. It turned out to be Justin Herbert. turned out phenomenally well. So if they have a couple that they're still figuring it out, when I get that, we had a, a COVID year. Trey Lance only played one game. Uh, you didn't have a combine workout. You had pro days. So I get it. If they want to wait late into the process and if it's up to the final day and they're still trying to figure out two guys, maybe that's the case. But i got to believe, guys, that they love two guys or they love one guy, and that decision has been made. So uh, it would be a surprise if they were still trying to figure it out. But if they are, it's because they had two, not three. They had two, and I think the two are Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Mel Kuyper, Jr., pure energy. Really appreciate you this morning. Thanks, Mel. And as he joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Thanks, guys. All right, what's coming up next? So why baseball is really stupid. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) That's after Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth Mm. inning kind of good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Coming up tomorrow on KJZ. KJZ. 
Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner and projected first-round draft pick. Devontae Smith with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow morning at 19 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, Alan Hunt in for Zubin, ESPN Radio. Clinton, Le- Clinton Yates. <laughs> Cut it out. Yates. Four hours. This is what happens. I'm used to two hours. I'm breaking down. No I'm leaking oil. Clinton Yates joins us right now. Comments from the Undefeated on the Goodyear Hotline. My brother. How we doing this morning? What's going on, y'all? How we feeling, Key? I know you were watching the Uh-oh. Oscars last night, but did you see the baseball? <laughs> we, we, no, I went, I went to sleep. I went to sleep. Not watching was, the Oscars. He's going playing. there. Hey, I went to sleep in the sixth inning, man. I woke up and it was. Yeah, different. you won. You felt like you yeah, won. Was, but before we get with. to that, before we get to that, I, I need to ask. I need to ask Clinton Yates this. Yeah. When you yeah. have a game that's called an official game, right? No matter how many innings it is, right? It's called an official game, correct? Should that be a no hitter then? Yeah, I know what you're going to ask me. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, listen, I think that the reason why you have to call it a no-hitter is because you're doing it. Exactly as you said, you can't have it both ways. And also, like, what's the point? I mean, who are these people that are clamoring for the sanctity of the no-hitter being nine innings? Right. I mean, I don't, I don't get that at all. Give it to the guy. I like to do the Who are these people? Is this pencil in your hand? Is it sharpened? Yeah. Like, are you actually writing stuff down or do you just look studious? You know I stay on point, Jay Will. <laughs> Stop asking me these questions. It's time for the morning. <laughs> hey. Tell me, how good, is, how good is Fernando Tatis? Fernando Tatis Jr. to me is the person that if you want to explain to people what it's like to watch a fun baseball player, you turn on the TV and you put that guy. There's so many things that he does well. Mind you, he leads the league in errors, so there's some excitement around him as well. But he hits <laughs> the ball out of the yard. He's one of the most aggressive base runners that we have in baseball. And we got a really fun historical moment this weekend because people remember Fernando Tatis Sr. hit two grannies in one inning one time at Dodger Stadium. There was the anniversary of that this weekend. And he's great on the field. He's great off the field from a social standpoint. He does everything well. Boots the ball a couple times in you know, a game, too. But we'll That'd be that. perfect. Hey, Clinton, Trevor Bauer and his mindset about having fun and not minding the showboating from uh, Tatis, will yep. more pitchers mm-hmm. follow 
Bowers lead to say, yo, man, don't even, you know, if you get him out, get him out. Otherwise, so if he triggered. goes yard, he goes yard, and let's yeah. keep it moving. I really hope so. And Bauer is a guy, this is important because of who he is, I think, is somebody that people are going to listen to. Bauer's from California out here, UCLA, Golden Spikes guy. He's not from some other place where all of a sudden the baseball traditions are very different. He's just a younger player who's come up through the same systems that a lot of these guys have. And if he's the one saying, hey, you get me, you get me, I think that we can understand that a lot more people are going to move that way. But it's hard, man. This is almost singularly a Major League Baseball problem. If you get to the lower levels of the game, never mind outside of this country, people don't care about this kind of stuff. They're having fun. So, for me, Bauer, on this front in his life specifically, is very progressive. I thought, I'm sorry, Jay. I was going to lay out for you. I mean, we've been arguing about the, the rivalry, Dodgers-Padres. Are they a rivalry? He keeps saying no. So, how about we ask it this way? How close are the Padres to the Dodgers right now? I think the Padres are pretty close. You can just tell from the way that these games have happened, not in terms of the sort of chirpiness, but the actual baseball. Dodgers fell apart. That bullpen yesterday, David Price didn't look great. They did not have Kenley Jansen available because he had a five-out save the game before, and they wasted a gem of a start from Dustin May, who is an incredible pitcher, by the by. All these other guys you talk about, check out Dustin May's two-seamer. It is nasty. So, for me, the Padres being able to battle back in that game, a veteran like Eric Hosmer can get a base hit to send them ahead in the, you know, in the 11th. I think it just showed how good the baseball can be on all levels between these two teams. It was a fun game to watch. Never mind a fun seven-game series if you want to count the previous one as well. I wish it could be the World Series, but it won't because they're in the same division. No, it was, it was fun for my six innings to watch. And Dustin May, certainly a two-seamer, was delivering. He was wicked on his, on his slider as well. But I think when you talk about it being a rivalry it's not quite there yet I understand that we want to manufacture this thing as I said last week and make it something more but they're not in the same class with us as far as a rivalry our rivalry is in San Francisco Mm. That's fair, but I guess what I'm saying now is whatever you want to call it, I'm watching, Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what really matters, that these two teams are getting after each other, and I don't know that we have an example, quite frankly, right now in American sports that's better than what's going on between the Dodgers and the Padres. It's great. You're getting great ball games. You're getting back-and-forth action, and you're getting teams that respect each other as well. Even though they might be jawing, that doesn't mean that they don't think that the other is worthy of their highest level of competition, and that, to me, is how a rivalry is defined. Accusations also. He couldn't go more than Five outs? Jeez. Apparently not. <laughs> Dog, I right mean, now. Look, don't, don't, we're not going to have an argument about Kenley Jansen. He's trying to get it together. <laughs> well, you know what we should, though, uh, should do, though, uh, Clinton, because you do the drip drive, and, and that's, that's starting to become a thing yes. like in all sports now. And we got the draft, the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. And as we know with the draft, you always have drip. And Keyshawn, back in the day, we want to see, want to get your assessment of the 1996 number one overall pick in his drift. Look at that watch, though. Okay, so listen. There's a couple things I like about this with Key. Number one, the stripes are subtle. All right, we don't have the we don't have the super bold stripes. And number two, this looked like a suit Key might actually wear to church one day. You know what I'm saying? In his real actual life, that's important. You can't be trying to pull stuff off that does not look like you would actually do it in real life. Key, what was your thinking when you went into this in terms of your your Taylor game? You know, that's that's where we were at in the Taylor game back in the '90s, right? You had the three quarter double breasted silk suit on with the small pinstripes, the brown tie with the brown gaiters. You can't see the gaiters with the gator belt. But that wrist wear, that wrist wear, <laughs> it has so much ice on that wrist, you could drop it in a cup and it'll freeze it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's ridiculous. You got, you got shoulder pads in there? Yeah, well, yeah you, but that's what yeah, it was. Okay. I was Everybody, like, it's so broad out there. Like, yeah. about it, though. 
Think about Michael Jordan in 1996. <laughs> Mike's still wearing them suits to this day, and he worth two billion. So, but, but if it you looks like the hanger it, is still in the jacket. Good, though, Key, I must <laughs> Come say, on. it aged well. You know, yeah. sometimes you see these photos and you're thinking, "Oh, dang, what are they doing?" And you know, you're, and you you're, you're and all hey, point with that one, hey, check you're going up top. <laughs> but check out the walk, though. I got the Kobe and the Mike walk going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the earrings. That's the That's real like, hard part about on. the swag. The swag was ridiculous. Can we rate the the jet jersey it, because it has changed over the years? Do we like that version of it? No, that's the, oh, the Jets. Oh, ugly. The Jets got away from their offense a little bit with that white helmet in terms of the style of game. They're back to a more sleek look that takes advantage of that logo that's so dope with the like the arrow thing. I think the Jets are one of the better looking teams in the NFL. The Bengals, by the by, had a nice little uni upgrade, which is awesome. But best units in the league are still out here in Los Angeles for the Chargers. No, the best league, the league is is by far the unis. Belong to them Raiders, and that's it. I knew you were going to say the Raiders. It. That, it's that, really hard childhood. to get better than that. I mean, you can't get yeah. better really than that. It's really hard to get better. You can't get better than them Raiders. Cowboys is cool with the blue tops, but the, them Raiders. Yeah. When the Ravens go black pants, black like that's like pretty. That. You don't like that no, with the purple? I don't like that. No. I kind of like. Is it that. the purple? I think I love that. Purple. I just the think purple, the yeah. Chargers the have the most combinations. They have the most combinations the Chargers do that are dope. They got the baby blue, they got the yeah. white, they got the yellow, they got the navy. They switch in face mask colors, which a lot of teams don't do as well. They got a complex. Their their uni game is more complex than their actual offense on the field. And, and, I like San Fran. I like San Fran too. San Francisco San Fran. is a clean, yeah, classic, classic, right? Yep. New England, New England, yeah. New England is, is is boring. No, no, New no. England is cool. Nothing I love about New England's uniform. <laughs> Nothing them about blues? it. The blues. No. Oh man, the blues Nothing is ridiculous. It. I don't know. All right. Clinton, we okay. appreciate your input on fashion, of course, and also on baseball. Thanks for joining hey, us. Hey, man, I can get you. I can get you See some you suit too, though, Clinton. If you want to get a piece of it, we'll talk about that later. All right, maybe you can give me some of that money on that contract, and then we'll be more. <laughs> Let me borrow exactly. that watch real quick, Key. Let, <laughs> Let me borrow ten percent. <laughs> right. Let me hold some. Clint Yates, thank you so much from the undefeated watch on the good year. See you guys. How much, how much did we drop on the watch? Too much. Yeah. That's one. Too, like, too much. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. One that's your about first credit card. You're like, Amos, I wish I could get that back. Yeah. 25 stacks. Ooh. Our NFL draft is on ESPN Radio. That's Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It begins draft. L. Duncan, Kevin Nagandi, Bart Scott, no Ian chance. Fitzsimmons, Mike Tannenbaum. They take you through the entire first round pick. By Damn, pick, plus second and third round coverage starts Friday, Still 6 p.m. Eastern. Nope. All right, coming up, you know what time it is on KJZ. Call a roulette. Uh, Line them up. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up especially you line five this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's not have any problems today. No shenanigans, all right? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in. For Zubin. Hey, by the way, the Laker lost to the Mavericks on Saturday. Just want to bring that up to disappoint you. That's part of the Monday morning roundup, and it's brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone, and Key said that he is worried now. There is time for concern yeah, man, for the Lakers. What if, because what if we got to do a playing game and we lose? You, see, you don't want to mess you around. Know, you don't it's don't just want to extra mileage. You don't mess around with that, me though. when yeah. I say you guys could potentially be in the playing tournament. Yeah, you yelled at me and no called me deal. dumb. No, I text you. Yeah, he I can't you. yell. I can't it yell was, it was a lot of caps, caps in the text. <laughs> but, but no, think about it, though, because AD, I mean, I fools with AD. But come on, man. You got to put us on your back, though, dog. You can't be out there just be acting like that because now you're going to make me think when LBJ retired, now I'm getting aggressive, when LeBron retired, uh-huh. that we're going to have to find somebody else to come in and jump over you. We're going to have to go yes. get us a, well, you a dog. Yes, you will need to find Biggs, another alpha. That's the problem with Biggs. Biggs needs somebody to give him the ball, which is why it's so hard to build your team around a big these days because you still need somebody to actually get them the really ball. he really ain't really play a big. He, like a, just well, he no, wants he's, to be. He's a big. He, can he, he wants to be a wing, but he's a he big. He can't I mean, play like Luka. He, he ain't really he can't a big. Handle the ball. He just kind of like a – I don't know. He's a tweener to yeah, me, yeah. right? I mean, he's like a tweener. But he's not a he's not a playmaker. He's not that guy. I know. Like he's not Jokic. Though, like no, Jokic. He's not Jokic. Like Jokic is a Great playmaker. Point. He makes everybody else yeah, right, better. Right, like, let's get to the game. Let's spin the wheel. Go. Maybe we'll get a Laker call. You never know. Line two. Pepe, West Palm Beach. Pepe. Hey, where would you rank the University of Miami? Against Ohio State, pass interference and overtime call. In 2003? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean. That's worst ending. That's his worst ending. We were talking about, you know, comparing yeah, to know. the Oscars. So that was his worst. He said, that's his worst, worst ending. Yeah, his worst ending. That's his yeah. worst. Yeah. I that was an 03 game. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a bad call. Yeah. But there, I think in, in sports there have been worse. Pepe, thank you so Miami, much. you know. West for joining Palm. this nice show. down there. Oof. Yeah, it is. Especially this time of year. Roll it, spin it, flip it. We go to line six. A lot of stuff going down here. Yo, what's up? This is Chris from Delaware Beach, Florida. I just okay. want to know what are some realistic expectations for the Dallas Cowboys this year? Realistic expectations for the Dallas division Cowboys. And, yeah. Win the division and compete for the NFC Championship game. Damn right. 
Yeah, win the division and compete for the NFC Championship game. Defense is going to be good enough. I think the I mean, defense. They make the I think change, Dan Quinn. DC. Yep. Dan Quinn is a hell of a defensive coordinator. If they get what they need, I believe in it. One of the problems you got to remember, man, Mike Nolan was is fishing somewhere when he was hired as a defensive coordinator. He had been out of the league for a here century. Goes again, like, come on now. Here, here comes here comes the Dallas Cowboys hype. We we start doing it every single year mm-hmm. around this time. How about them Cowboys? All right, spin it. Line five. Let's go. No issues, please. Brandon from Virginia. Well done. Hey, guys. Just hey. want to know your opinion on uh, San Francisco. Do you really believe that they gave up everything that they gave up for Mac Jones? No! <laughs> I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> oh, Is this it, really going to happen? We will eat crow if they pick Mac Jones. But I do John not believe Lynch, it, Keith. John Lynch went to Stanford. He was a former teammate of mine at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think John Lynch is that stupid, okay? And Kyle Shanahan is smart enough, and his father is, I'm sure, advising him on certain situations. No, hell no. Not even close. You know how this happens. You got somebody that we, works in an organization like, on TV, like, hey, look, I got, I got some bait for you. We're probably going to take Mac Jones. Man, I'm not right. running with that. And all of a sudden, everybody starts talking about it, and now all of a sudden, I'm telling it's you, like, because that's Man, that that turns that. into like, what do they know that we don't know above? You know, like the Jets and two. But I'm telling you, that's what's going to be think about the, the draft when that pick comes up will be the most compelling pick because that's the thing we just don't believe in. Everybody's reporting. They could have got Mac Jones that's the at lot. twelve. They could have set there. We all, we all right think that, lap. but we all oh, think that gosh. that is the lie of this draft. There's a lie every year. We'll see though. Spin it. Line three, go. Yeah, it's Robert from Virginia. I know Mel Kuyper is talking about this being the most fascinating uh, draft ever. But don't be surprised if that guy from New England does something he's never done before and steps up and gets a quarterback to play behind Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, but that's, oh, yeah. that's what everybody's wondering, if, he, if they're going to do that for the first time for him ever, which is get a quarterback in the first you round. You know what's so interesting is I don't think Bill's going to ever do what you want him to do. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Like, them dudes, true. I've been around Bill, and I've been around Bill P, and I've been around them. They are not going to do what you tell them they should do. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells, everybody told him he should draft Peyton Manning. He's like, man, I'm not. Everybody told him he should draft Rick Meyer. What did he do? He drafted Drew Bledsoe. They're not going to do what you say. They're just not going to do it. Well, we'll see if everybody, they do it. Everybody should – Tom Brady's winning as a second-year player, but Drew Bledsoe's ready to play. Y'all need to play Bledsoe again. Guess what he did? He said, man, I'm not playing yeah. Bledsoe. I'm going with Brady. Right, that's my guy. I still think if Mac Jones is the pick – how how long how long before Jimmy G heads back to New England? That's what everybody's expecting to see. I don't think that don't that think ends up being the, the play. I don't think that's the no? case because right. they could have played for him. They could have made the play for him this year if they really wanted him that bad. They could have made the play for him. They went and did what? Was this the they year to do it? They did exactly what everybody in New England and on the what do you call this? The Northeast or something like that? Everybody in the Northeast it's called the Northeast. I know. Everybody in the Northeast <laughs> says Cam Newton sucks. Nobody they don't they shouldn't resign it. What did they do, Jay? They went resigned. They did exactly what people said don't do. Yeah. All right. We spin it one more time. Line two, how you doing? How you doing, huh? Oh, line two. Line two. Oh, line two. No. We got line one, line four. Let's go. Double up. Spin it again. Spin it. We're almost flawless. Line one. You're up. 
Hey, how y'all doing? What's happening, man? What's up, Where you at? Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on Justin Fields now. When he played against Northwestern, he had a sprained thumb. He was missing the number one wide receiver and his number one wide, number three wide receiver. So they need to put all that in perspective before they do all this drafting, talking about what he can and cannot do. Because can't no man do what he did with a sprained thumb and still pull it off. What y'all think? That's about right. Chris, Olave didn't all, play. Yeah, Olave, Justin Chris Olave Fields, didn't play, yeah. And Justin Fields was banged up. And Northwestern had a pretty decent Was that defense. Kendrick Perkins, by the way? Didn't that sound, <laughs> it sound a little bit like that sound Big a little Perk. bit like Perk was just calling in? All right, he, that was good. So we did, we did well, although one line didn't come through. We had to line cancel two. you. Anyways, as you know, nice Green is next. You back, We're going to have Devontae Smith well. tomorrow. Trey Lance as well. I'm with you guys this week. Thanks for watching. Krusty Burger. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.